The question is, what do you have faith in? Beauty, and I'm going to be your host on this podcast, Dare for More. I am going to be sharing short life stories with you to help you step out of your comfort zone every day with confidence. I'm also going to encourage you to start celebrating more of your achievements by owning them, kickstart your own online business without the imposter syndrome, and navigate life on your own terms, even as a first generation immigrant in a new country. I'm so excited that you're on this journey with me and you're listening in today. In this episode, I'm going to be sharing with you a story that I like to call Blind Faith, where I will help you to see that sometimes all it takes is for you to get rid of some of the roadblocks that you have in your own mindset so that you can start making decisions from a place of faith instead of fear. I wanted to surprise my ex, so I called up a few of my friends and we went indoor rock climbing. We got our gear and the harness was included. Everything was amazing. Next, after we got the gear, we went on a mandatory orientation slash training. The staff was really nice and we're all so excited to get started. I think we're a group of like five or six at that time. It was just a couple of my close friends, a few people that I had invited because I really wanted that day to be special for him. It was my first time doing rock climbing. The only time I used to do anything that involved heights was when I used to jump from the top of the bunk bed with my siblings while I was still in middle school. I was so fearless as a kid. I also used to do like this mini cartwheels on the air conditioner. So I don't know if you guys had the same type of air conditioner as I did growing up, but it kind of extended outwards. So even though the air conditioner was in the room, Outside, you would see this huge box that kind of like had a cage around it. So I used to do like these reverse flips on that cage and just see how many of them I could do and how many times I could go. So that is my definition of fearless. That's the type of thing I used to do when I was still a kid. But I think as an adult, I was ready to make some new memories and I was so sure that this was a good idea. I saw these kids that were so much younger than I was, and they looked fine. They were having fun. They had their parents with them. I think they were about like five or six years old, and they were doing amazing. So I thought, I mean, there is no harm in this, right? It's going to be so fun. It's going to be so easy. I looked around, and in my brain, I immediately spotted that the harness supported them. It kept them safe, and it helped them to have a controlled drop from the top of the from the top of the rock. It was finally our turn and I was ready to go and I was so excited. So I got going. I climbed all the way to the top, but guess what? Once I got to the top, things changed. I'm telling you guys, it became so scary. It was so scary for me. I looked down and I saw like, you know, a huge distance between where I was and where the ground was. And it wasn't that it was that much. It's just in my brain, I kept thinking, if I fall and the harness doesn't support me, I'm going to fall on the ground and it's going to be so bad and I'm going to break all my bones. I had no issue climbing to the very top, but once I looked down and I saw that distance between me and the padded floor, my heart sank and my stomach tightened. I couldn't let go now, I thought. I looked up at the pulley which connected me and my friend's harnesses that was on the wall. 
I started thinking about how much tension the ropes could carry and what would happen if it broke. None of these thoughts helped me, by the way. I tried to ask for help, but no one came. After a few minutes of sweating, regretting the whole decision, and thinking out loud that this was such a bad idea and a lot more panicking, I tried to climb down slowly. I looked all around me and my friends were doing the leap, pushing one leg into the artificial rock and letting go. Once they got to the ground, they would smile at each other and they were all so excited, as if they had accomplished something. And I wanted to feel that feeling. I wanted to feel like I came, I conquered my fears, and I did something amazing. But instead, I learned a valuable lesson that day. When you don't trust something, you will take a longer route and your brain will trick you into thinking that it's safer. I was scared of the harness breaking, but if it broke while I was climbing slowly down the rock, I would have still been in danger. So was it any safer? Probably not. But you know why I chose it? It was within my comfort zone. I felt more in control and each step was slow but intentional. So I chose the risk of knowing that I did what I thought was best for me. And because of that, I missed out on the fun that everyone else seemed to be having. I couldn't even do the other big rugs because of the amount of fear that I had from just trying the first one. I honestly wish I had chosen a different activity instead of rock climbing. Fast forward about three years after this incident, I went ziplining in Mexico and also in Ontario. I learned to trust, let go, and choose a better move that included blind faith. There's someone else who really knew what blind faith felt like. Abraham is a man that is talked about in the Bible a lot. God gave his wife a son at the age of 90. And a few years after, God says to him that he should sacrifice his son. Abraham trusted God so much that he took his son to the altar. And this used to bother me so much because I used to think we talk about this story so much in the church, but we don't even talk about the PTSD that his son Isaac must have felt. But slowly, I began to understand what was really going on in the story. Yes, if we stopped at the point where Abraham took his son to go sacrifice him, this would be a horrible story. I agree. But because the story hasn't ended, you're not allowed to judge the story yet. Because after Abraham took his son and almost sacrificed him, God was like, no, I just wanted to know if you were willing to let it all go for me. I just wanted to know if you trusted me. Well, God didn't say that in the Bible, but I really think that was a message that God just wanted to know if Abraham could really give back what he had given him. Abraham had waited 99 years to get that kid. And now God was asking him to sacrifice it. And I think a lot about our lives, about how we place so much value in the things that we have attained in this world, how much value we put in our bank accounts and our status and all of those things. And I also ask myself, what would happen if God asked me to walk away from all of it? And today I'm also asking you, if you're someone that has faith in God, if you truly believe that someone else is writing the story of your life, not that you don't have any part to play in it, but there are also a lot of things that are beyond your control. And a lot of times when we try to control those things that we actually have no control over, it just leads to an increase in anxiety. You see, because Abraham had a relationship with God, the same God who had promised him a kid, and even when his family had doubted and fallen into sin by procreating with someone else who gave them a son, but that son was not the son that God promised him, 
God still kept his promise and gave Abraham that son that he had promised him. I believe that during that waiting season, Abraham had developed a blind faith. The type of faith that even produced a fruit of obedience when God asked him to sacrifice everything. If you're in a waiting season right now, I want to ask you, how are you waiting? Are you waiting with a heart of patience? Are you waiting with a heart of gratitude? Are you waiting, expecting, but not trying to create the situation and hoping that God will just use the one that you've created to make things work? Are you truly trusting God with everything that you're waiting for? Hey, hear me out. A lot of people that are listening to this podcast, I know you're single and I want to speak to you directly today. You're probably in the waiting season, right? Waiting for your fiance, waiting for your husband. Child, honestly, you're just really just waiting for the boyfriend because he ain't here yet and you don't know where he is. You keep asking, is he coming? Is he still coming? But you know what? Maybe, maybe instead of like getting frustrated or wondering if there's something wrong with you or listening to all these people that are going to be telling you that it might be something that you've done wrong or trying to put your worth in the fact that you're still single and maybe you're just not that amazing. Maybe you should begin to focus on what God is doing in your life as you're waiting, the preparation that he is creating in your character and the skills that he is helping you to develop so that when the time comes, girl, you go and be ready. You best believe that when that man steps into the room and he's like, oh, I knew that you were the one you're going to be like, yeah, you best believe you knew because me and God, we did the work. We did all the work that needed to be done. And also, entrepreneurs, I want to talk to you as well. Maybe you're waiting, okay? You want to start that business. You've started that business. Now you're waiting for the sales. And it's not coming yet. Well, I want you to focus on what God is doing in your life. I just want to suggest that to you. What is God doing in your life right now? We're so always focused on the next destination. But guess what? Even after you make that sales goal, you're going to want to make another sales goal. And after you make another sales goal, you're going to want to go forward and make even another one again. So it's just always the next milestone. And that's why it's so important that you just take the time right now to just enjoy what you are doing. Enjoy the phase that you're in and to praise God. Ooh, to give God the praise for everything that he is doing in your life right now. And to stop you know, waiting to feel grateful when you reach the next milestone. When Abraham leaned on the promise of God and not his own understanding of how things should play out, he really taught his son a valuable lesson. He taught his son the lesson that God will always keep his promise. And it's not always convenient when you put your faith in God. Just because you believe in God, just because you love him, it doesn't mean life is going to be easy. It doesn't mean that everything is going to fall into place ASAP. Nah, it means that God is going to break you. He's going to position you. He's going to put you in places and rooms that you're like, God, is this still part of the plan? Like, just let me know if this was like a mistake. You know, we can always like, you know, take a few steps back here. And God's like, nah, I have positioned you where you are right now. I have put you in a place so that you can develop, so that you can build your character, so that you can bring glory into this situation for me. And I guess the question again is, how are you trusting God with the situation that you are in right now? 
What are you doing right now that is saying to God, God, I trust you. I don't see it working right now, but you best believe I'm trusting you. I don't feel like you're here right now, but I am trusting you. God, honestly, I don't really feel loved by you right now, but you know what? The Bible says to do this, so I'm going to do it. I trust you. Even when it doesn't feel like you're moving, I trust you. Even when I don't see it, Lord, Open my eyes, Lord. I want to see what you're doing in my life. I want to see how you're changing me. I want to see how you're breaking me. I want to see the things that you're doing in my life. Remove these distractions, oh God, that, that is making me just feel like you're not working. Help me to partner up with what you are doing in my life. And that's what blind faith is all about. You know, taking that route that doesn't seem logical. Honestly, you feel like maybe you're doing it completely wrong because no one else is doing it the way God has called you to do it. But guess what? God always wants someone who is willing to do things the way he wants to do it. Not just someone that is out here trying to do it for the crowd, you know? And there's this definition of faith that I lean on a lot. Again, I'm quoting the Bible here. Faith is a substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. What is evidence? Evidence is proof, something that you can show to people. I did some research and I found that substance means that which stands under. And let's read that sentence again. Faith is a substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Faith is that which stands under the things that you are hoping for. And faith is the evidence, the proof of the things that you have not seen. Oh my God, someone needed that today. Was that you? Send me a DM on Instagram at UT's Lookbook. But really though, that's what faith is. We talk about having faith all the time. Faith is two parts. It's that thing that stands under what you're hoping for. It's a, it's a support of your dreams, of your ambitions, of, of your desires. Because of faith, you are hopeful. And what is faith too? Faith is evidence. Faith is like, hey God, you know, I want to be an author one day. And I don't have the book yet, but I'm out here learning how to market my book. I'm out here networking. I'm out here listening to you, building character, because I know that this is what it takes to be an author. So I'm out here having that evidence in my mind and doing the work because I trust you, because I have faith in you. If I have faith that God will bless me according to his will to write a book, I have to ask myself, what stands under my hope that I will be an author one day? Well, a few things. The books that I read, the writing prompts and exercises that I do, starting this podcast, the networking that I'm building. And then the second question that I also have to ask myself is, what is the evidence that I will be an author one day? And my answer is the gratitude that I have to share my dreams about becoming an author. I'm not scared to talk about it just because it hasn't happened yet. Because I know that if it is God's will, it's going to happen. If I stay in the will of God, he is going to fulfill all of my desires, all of my needs, because he has a plan for me. And I trust the plan that he has for me. So I'm not afraid to talk about my dreams. I'm not afraid to share my dreams with the world. I'm not afraid to start that thing that God has placed in my heart just because I don't know how it's going to go. Because I know that God is going to partner up with me and he's going to cause a shift in my, in my attitude. He's going to cause a shift in my behaviors. 
He's going to help me to become the person that I need to be, to be the type of person that can have those dreams, that can become an author. And that's what God is doing in your life. Don't you see it? He's prepping you. He's telling you, hey, I know you said you want to do this thing and I want to do it with you. But first of all, there are certain things that you need to let go of. There are certain things that just cannot come with you to this next chapter of your life. I'm trying to prepare a place for you. I'm trying to set a table for you. But I need you to be aligned with me. I need you to abide with me. That's what God is saying to you. I need you to not get distracted by what your friends are doing what this other person is doing, what is trending out there. But I need you to stay in this world and reflect my glory. I want you to shine my light so that people will see you and see what I'm doing in you and it will all bring glory to the Father. There's so many things that people do out there when they're trying to achieve their dreams and their goals and I'm not here to judge anybody. But I'm just speaking to you right now that wherever you give God the chance to step in, he's going to start from there. So let's see right now you think you're in the in the middle of something that is so awful but you feel like there's no way for you to turn back and you feel like there's no how that God can change this I want to encourage you to still invite God into that situation because when you give him access to whatever it is that you're going through he's gonna take all of it and he's gonna turn it around he's gonna align all of it he's gonna use it to bring glory to him so don't allow the enemy to stand there accusing you and make you feel like you have to be fearful and you have to be timid and you have to like be shy about talking about what God has put in your heart. Whereas the devil knows that once you open your mouth and you begin to talk with the power that God has given you, the same power that resurrected Jesus Christ from the grave that lives within you once you have given your life to Christ, once you begin to tap into that power and you begin to declare into the atmosphere, into your life, that you are a changed person, that you are a child of God, that you are chosen, you are set free, you are redeemed. Oh, oh my God. Hell is going to shake. The enemy is going to get nervous and he knows that. So what does he do? He tries to keep your mouth shut. He tries to feed you with fear. He tries to cripple your faith, but only you can say, no, no, I ain't going to do this no more. I am not going to stay in this place anymore. This addiction, it has to go. Okay, this gossiping, I have to let it go. Mm -hmm. You need to let it go, baby girl. You need to let it go. <laughs> okay, I got a little bit too into what I was saying, but yeah, like God has so much that he wants for us, but we need to have the faith to partner up with him. And I just hope that this episode really challenges you. It really challenges you to ask yourself, what is holding me back from daring for more? What is holding me back from achieving the things that God has placed in my heart? What is holding me back from going out there and doing the things that God has really placed for me to do? You know, have you ever thought of yourself as someone who has blind faith? And when did you realize that you need to have faith to please God? Because the Bible does tell us that without faith, it is impossible to please God. Well, it's one thing to know it in your head and one thing to know it in your heart. And I'm just curious, at what point did you actually feel like, whoa, if I don't have faith, I will not be able to do this thing. If I don't have faith, I'm not going to be able to weather the storm. If I don't have faith in God that he's going to see me through and he has a plan for me, I'm going to keep making these bad decisions. 
At what point did you realize that it needs you to partner up with God to change your situation? Thank you so much for listening to this episode. It's your girl, UT. You can find me on Instagram at UT's Lookbook. Leave a review for this podcast so that more people can learn about it, more people can hear about this, more people can be encouraged. And as we prep for the Valentine's Day that is coming up, I want to encourage you to not just do something for yourself, to go out there and do something for someone else. Thank you.